The 920 KBEC Podcast Network is presented by the Slow County Real Estate Podcast with House Swayze. Up-to-date information on the local real estate market on your time. New episodes weekly at the podcast link at 920kvec.com and wherever you get your podcasts. California DRE 0111911. Six on the Central Coast. It is Thursday, February 16th, 2023. I'm Dave Congleton. We are busy this afternoon. Still to come on this broadcast at 5.05, we've got folks from uh, Race Matters Slow and Diversity Coalition of Slow County coming together. Special presentation for Black History Month. We'll tell you all about that. At 5.30, we're going to give you a chance to win free tickets to see Chicago at Vina Robles in August. You only got two chances left. You got today and you got tomorrow. That's it. It is a Dave Congleton show, always your hometown radio talk show. This hour, let's uh, have a conversation with our friends from the Slow Climate Coalition. That means we are joined in studio by Eric Viam and Laura Albers. Folks, good afternoon. Nice to see you. Dave. Good to see you, Dave. Is the climate okay in here for you? Is it all right? Comfy. Thanks, Dave. All right. Eric, let's remind folks about the Climate Coalition. Sure. Uh, well, first of all, Dave, thanks for having us on. Um, I am chair of the Slow Climate Coalition, and we are an organization that works across Slow County, helping to uh, engage people in um, opportunities for taking climate action, supporting through through awareness, action, and advocacy. Laura, why did you get involved? Um, well, I'm a parent, first of all. So as a parent, thinking about what kind of future you want to build for your children, Climate is front and center, right? We were trying to make the world better for them than we had, and and we've got a lot of work to do if we're going to make that come true. So, so the Climate Coalition is grassroots. It's local. It's people here on the ground that are taking real action, that are getting together and collaborating, leveraging all each other's best parts so that we can work together to try to, to get somewhere on the on this climate. You're both parents. Did either one of you and your partners debate whether or not to have children because of the situation? Was that an issue? I didn't. I, I had mine before Eric did. So because I, you, yeah. you hear yeah. that story. There right. are people yeah. that it, are like, I don't have, I, we, we debated this. Yeah, I was a little bit older, so so it wasn't quite in, in, the, in the realm of debate as it is for now. Yeah, you know, it's funny you say that. Um, that that it has absolutely been in my mind. You know, uh, luckily I have a partner um, who is a stand for us having a family and, uh, you know, going into it, I was, like, skeptical about it, but she, it was a deal-breaker for her, for her, and I'm like, you know what? Let's do it, and I wouldn't have taken it back. I've got two beautiful twin, seven-year-old twin boys, yeah. and they every day I wake up and they give me a reason to keep doing the work we but do. But is it in the back of your mind, Eric, what kind of world they're going to be when, when they're your age? You know what? I think uh, absolutely. Absolutely. It's not, it's not in, in the back of my mind. It's really in the forefront of my mind, and that mm-hmm. really, um, again, that's what gets me out of bed every morning. And has me uh, uh, do the work that we do with the Slow Climate Coalition. I mean, you quit a job at Cal Poly to do this. Yes. Yeah. And in 35 years on the Central Coast, the only person I've met who gave up a job at Cal Poly was me. <laughs> <laughs> it, you and I, you're weird, buddy. That's it. I mean, it was, and it was, believe me, it was that's awesome. That's how dedicated you are. Awesome. And the work that we were doing at Cal Poly, I, I helped manage energy, utilities, and sustainability for the campus. And saw an opportunity to work more regionally 
Um, Slow Climate Coalition has been around in this form for about five years. Uh, we've been around much longer uh, in a prior iterations the uh, Slow Clean Energy, which I remember back in the day talking you, with you about that. Our organization, for being small, being vo- grassroots and volunteer-driven, we punch way above our weight in terms of the impact that we make. Central Coast Community Energy, we were on the forefront of bringing Central Coast Community Energy to all the cities and soon to the county of San Luis Obispo. Um, the work around building electrification at the city of Slow uh, and a, a lot of other great work that we're doing, including Resilient Slow, which is what we're going to be yeah. talking with you about today. We'll get there, I promise. Yeah. So, Laura, big picture for us. How are we doing? Okay, that's a really big question. It could be loaded. Yeah. I like to answer that with. I promise I don't, it's not loaded. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I like to not really look at, at at the reality of the world right now because that can be a little bit scary. But I'll tell you, and the great thing about our program here is that we're really focused on trying to connect individual people with things they can do. Because if you look at the big picture and you, you see the statistics or the news reports that come out about climate change, about the the there's a lot of scary stuff out there that you can see and hear about in our world and that can get scary it can get frightening and there can be a lot of fear that comes from that so what i love about this program what i try to focus on is okay that's big i can't save the world right now but what can i do right here right now for me my home my kids my community and if we all did that in little bits, that would solve the bigger problems, right? So so I think here in this community, I can tell you what the big picture is, is that we've got a lot of people here who understand that that this world is something to pay attention to and that this world is something that we want to treat well and are willing to do do things, do things to make it work. You know, we have so many different collaborations that are going on with other groups and people, and that's the big picture good news. Yeah, and and I want to hear more about that, but Eric, I follow up by saying, is it enough, say, in San Luis Obispo to do all the things that you and your colleagues are doing when it's such an international global issue? Yeah, so I think this is a really critical piece to look at. San Luis Obispo County is on the front line of leadership on climate and energy Right, and we've been that way for years. It started with the two of the largest uh, solar farms in the world at the time, and now off of our coast, we have conversations around um, floating offshore wind. We have what's proposed as uh, a large clean energy storage facility in Morro Bay that works in in concert with the offshore wind, and so. In terms of the big picture, San Luis Obispo County is taking massive action on climate, and all of the all of the residents and all of the community groups and the affinity groups, religious groups, school groups, uh, scouts, all have an opportunity to be part of the action that collectively makes a difference. And we always recognize that San Luis Obispo County is a small piece of the much bigger global picture, okay. but we're committed to inspiring others to take action through our leadership. Even Rotary has eco, Ro- eco Rotary. is doing awesome. Rotary's work. doing it. Yeah, totally. All right. How do people join the Slow Climate Coalition? Yeah, well, first I recommend you come visit us at slowclimatecoalition.org. Uh, this evening is our monthly climate action gathering, which is an action-packed uh, opportunity to get connected to what's happening, um, to get connected to people who are making a difference, and an opportunity for you to get 
to, to join us, volunteering to, to support the, the great work that's being done. What time and where? Uh, this evening, 6 to 8 at uh, the Ludwig Community Center. So I want to encourage people right to come out and Santa join Rosa. us. Right on Santa Rosa and Slow. And what's, ha- what's happening at the meeting? What are you going to be talking about tonight? Uh, it's, it's, so... Uh, what we're sharing with you today, I'll give you a little sneak peek. Okay. So uh, this month, we're focusing through our Resilient Slow program on uh, home energy. And so this evening, we've got uh, folks from the city of Slow talking about the work that is being, that's projected for the next years, uh, four years, their work plan, there's, uh, and the priorities that they have um, for that work plan. Uh, we're going to have an opportunity for people to connect with the Resilient Slow program and look at actions that they can take and talk to their, to their neighbors about. Uh, and then we have uh, what, one of our, what we call the Stronger Together feature. Uh, in this, we bring in partners from across the region to tell about the good work they're doing and talk about how we can work together to be stronger together. That's all tonight, starting at 6 o'clock. That's at right. At the Ludwig Center, That's right, right there in Santa Rosa. That's right. Free, open to the public. Absolutely. Anybody open can to the public. And uh, go to slowclimatecoalition.org. If you want to join us remotely, you, uh, there is a hybrid option, so you can join us on Zoom as well. We try, there's there's child care. We're trying to be inclusive as possible. There's uh, refreshments, that, uh, zero waste. You got so, it all. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. All right. Let's yeah. have a break away. We'll come back, continue with my guests, and find out more specifically about Resilience Slow. I'm Dave Congleton on AM920 FM. 965 News Talk KVEC. We will uh, welcome your phone calls and read your text messages after news at the bottom of the hour. Let's give my guests a chance to be heard as we're back with Eric Viam and Laura Albers from the Slow Climate Coalition. And we want to talk specifically about a certain part of the Climate Coalition, and that is the Resilient Slow Program. And, Laura, I guess you're the program manager on that. So let's take the lead. Let's have you take the lead and start by explaining the program to us. What is Resilient Slow? Great. Thanks, Dave. Um, It is a program that has come out of work from a lot of people throughout our community for the last several years. Um, So Climate Coalition started with a a program that was originally called uh, the Micro Community Collaborative. It's it's kind of a mouthful, so we don't really use that mouthful anymore. But but it was a, a chance for community members to really figure out how they can come together and build more resilient communities together. So the iteration right now is based on a platform that we were able to secure. Um, and that is the Resilient Slow platform. You can go to resilientslow.org to find it. You can also find it through the Slow Climate Coalition website. And what it is, is it's a platform that will connect anybody, every resident in our area, to to first a baseline on on what is your carbon footprint, right? Which for people who don't know what that means, that's just, you know, how good are you doing with the things you do in the world as far as as taking care of our climate and and making choices that are that are going to benefit. So is there like a survey you take? Yeah. So when you first sign up, you you start an account and you can put as little or as much information almost in there as you can. I think minimum, it's your name and um, email address, but you can link to your energy bills for example, and do a one-time download so you can actually get real accurate data about what your use has been. What is your energy use right now? What is your gas use right now? All of that info, which really then helps 
propel the actions that you might take to make changes. So then once you get your baseline in there, you can sort through a whole bunch of actions. And there are action categories like things you can do surrounding home energy, being water-wise, disaster preparedness. Um, there's a whole bunch of categories there. You start clicking into them, and each cat action category will give you various things that will help you not only um, you know, reduce that carbon footprint, be better to the climate, but it'll also tell you how much money you'll save doing it. Mm. It'll tell you a lot of details with, with, you know, what that action will do for you and your community. And then beneath that, it tells you all the resources that can help you get there. So for example, if you're looking to, um, you know, replace your, your gas furnace with uh, an electric heat pump, for example, there's information on what you need to do. You know, where can you go to find a contractor to do that what is the average cost it's going to it's going to take to do that and with something like that right now it also lists all the rebates and incentives so that you're yeah. not only making that that climate good choice but you are you are able to access every single resource you can get so it makes it um, really, really affordable affordable for most people. You can maximize all that and be saving money actually really soon. Laura, what's the website again? Resilienceslow.org. Erica, talk about the importance of this program. Yeah, so for us uh, at the Slow Climate Coalition, Resilient Slow is one of our flagships. Uh, we have, um, just as a quick overview, we have Resilient Slow, we have Green Transportation, which um, coming up uh, Earth Day and, um, and later in the year, there's Drive Electric Earth Day, Drive Electric Week in September, where, we, where we're helping promote electric vehicles and e-mobility. And then we have Uniting the Central Coast for Action, which is another flagship program, helping, that's building coalition around change, advocating for um, for policy and programs, shaping policy and programs that support climate leadership. So for Resilient Slow, it's about everyday opportunities for local climate action, which means everyday opportunities for people in their homes, in their um, affinity groups, on their, in, their, in their blocks with their neighbors, uh, in their churches, to find meaningful ways to take action, to improve the health of their family and their homes, and, and, uh, and to, to reduce their climate impact at the same time. What kind of reaction are you getting to the program so far, Laura? Well, it was, it was you know... Early on last year, it was a little bit slow going, but what's fantastic is that last year we brought on about 70 Cal Poly students through the Californians for All College Core Fellowship. And those students now are helping to get the word out. And so we have people reaching out. I'm so, I told Eric today, oh my gosh, I'm exhausted right now because there is so much action around it. There are people in groups that are hearing about this saying, this is fantastic. Yes, please connect our group to this program. Please come and, and share this information with us. So we've been able to mobilize these Cal Poly students who have who are young people who care about the environment, care about climate, want to get involved, and they're able to now go out to events, go to workshops, go to people's homes, go anywhere in the community. And countywide, really, it's happening countywide. Mm -hmm. Countywide, yes, to let people know, hey, let's look at what you want to do, what'll work for you. So how do you reach the dinosaurs like me? <laughs> I mean, I get that you can get the younger people, because they clearly want change. Well, well, so, so there are lots of opportunities, right? Again, Resilient Slow 
um, and the the software that you log into gives you a menu, so you can find things that resonate with you, right. and and connect with. Um, the you know the, the steps you need to take and the resources to get those things done, but um, in terms of the uh, and Dave, I wouldn't say dinosaurs. I mean, that's um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but everybody you know in their home, they've got a hot water heater that's about to go out, right? Yep. Like I just replaced in my home uh, my hot water heater with a heat pump hot water heater. Well, I, well, let me jump in and use me as an example yeah. because mine is 10 years old. I need to replace it. Time to replace it. So what do you want me to do? So, Tell so me he, what to do. Well, let me start by saying this. There are unprecedented uh, state and federal resources to help pay for that water heater. I would say that that uh, water heater, you could likely pay for entirely with the state and federal um, incentives that are available. Really? Yes. Mm-hmm. And so now that it's time, um, that, that the, the obvious thing to do is to switch over from this gas, fossil fuel, carbon creating which uh, I'm water heater. To do. Which I'm willing to do. Which you want to do. I'm willing to do. I just don't know how to do it. Yeah. So and can it, I find out about that on Resilient Slow? Yeah. Absolutely. So that's where you, and that's that's mm-hmm. one of the actions that you can take. So this is one of the actually one of the best. This is actually a deep impact uh, act, action that people can take is swapping their gas water heater for an electric and efficient heat pump water heater, and you're going to have the same performance. Am I going to uh, pay more? You're not going to pay more. Uh, the heat pumps. So heat pump people. People like. I think this is worth mentioning to folks because yeah. people hear heat pump. And they're like, huh? Yeah. Your your refrigerator. <laughs> your refrigerator is a heat pump, right? It ta- sure. it sucks the warm air out and it gets cold inside a refrigerator. Yeah. Your air conditioner is a heat pump. We got them all over the house. We just use the we use the terminology. A heat pump can heat your water for your water heater. It can heat your air or cool your air. It's it's pretty dynamic and it does so super efficiently. Three to five times, three hundred to five hundred percent more efficient than your gas. Um, water heater. So it's uh, it's it's proven technology. I've got three of them at my house because I got a number of different units at the house, and um, and like I said, resilientslow.org. You can select that action. There's a list of um, steps, steps and resources that you can use. One of those websites, which I want to share with folks, that you can access through Resilient Slow is a is a, is a website called switcheson.org and there you can find the incentives and the programs the contractors the incentives um and it's i'll check it out yeah all right and 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 let me let me just say one thing in this process of change it's not easy right and so we're trying to help uh help through resilient slow to make it easier and there's a lot more work for, for that to be done. Well, again, use me as the case study. Yeah. I had no idea of this. Yes. I was, uh, low, okay, this, my brother said, you know that you've had that for 10 years, you need to replace it. So I was just going to go out and buy a new water heater. But now that I'm hearing you, yes. I like the sound of this. Yes. So I can be environmentally responsible. Yes. And it sounds like I can get some rebates or whatever. I mean, me finance You it. could cover a majority of your, your um, hot water heater project with what's available. So to go back to your first question, how do we know, right? Right. We're going to keep trying to reach out to you. We're going to reach out to you in your home. We're going to reach out to you through groups here there. We also have a, a thing coming up we'll talk about when we're done. Absolutely. All right. We are in conversation with members of the Slow Climate Coalition. Eric Viam is here. Laura Albers is here. And you're here. That's all we need. News, traffic, weather, your phone calls, and text messages still to come. This is Hometown Radio.
This is the Dave Congleton Show, always your hometown radio talk show. We're talking about climate. We're talking about climate action. We're talking about resilience. We have Eric Viam and Laura Albers here from the Slow Climate Coalition. Laura is also the program manager for the relatively new Resilient Slow. Before I go to the calls and the text messages, before the news break, Laura, I was saying that I would be open to replacing my water heater. And it just so happens that... That we have the students, our College Corps fellows from Cal Poly, are putting on an event next Saturday, the 25th, at Bliss Cafe, back in their patio in in Slow. It's a home energy fair. Um, You can go there. You can learn about saving money and sustainable home energy choices, including learning about heat pumps, electric heat pumps, learning about all those rebates and incentives, and also learning about things like the availability of do-it-yourself home weatherization kits. So our program and the platform is renter-friendly. It is available in Spanish. So although we're talking about... Uh, heat pumps right now. Um, I know I'm a renter and a lot of us hear that and say, yeah, I don't, I can't do anything though. I just rent. Well, there are a lot of things that renters can do too. And we've got information there at that fair about it as well as on the website. So what, again, repeat, home energy fair. Repeat the website, please. Resilienceslow.org. And the home energy fair is February 25th from 11 to 2. All right, let's take a call. We've got Sherry in Paso on KVEC. Hi, Sherry. Good afternoon, Dave. Hi, Sherry. Yeah, I've been listening to your guests and uh, someone who myself has been really following this for probably 15 years, I would say. And I have a question and then a brief comment, if you don't mind. Sure. Um, so I've been going to uh, meetings on this, and I remember, I think it was, I'm guessing, 13, 14 years ago, when all of the cities, PASO, I went to meetings on that, SLO, passed all of their climate action plans because they, they felt that they really was important to lower CO2. So my question is, if we're going to all of these measures and spending more money to lower CO2, because this is what this is about, the premise that CO2 is a pollutant and we need to get rid of it, uh, my question is, wouldn't we want to know, with all of the plans that we've done thus far, starting 14 years ago, how much have we reduced CO2 to date from everything that we've done? Because don't we want to know if we're going to do this, if it's working or not, and what device do you use to measure the CO2 to see if that has been reduced? Hang on, Sherry. Sure, Sherry, thank you so much for the question and for being um, engaged in this for 15 years. I've, I've, it's been about the same time for me. Uh, so it's a great question. Climate action plans were done in the like 2010s or, or slightly earlier than that. Um, in San Luis Obispo City just uh, updated their climate action plan in 2020 and just uh, adopted a four-year work plan. And so... We have some information about the progress that's been made based off of the reduction in gas usage and, and things like that. Um, the other cities and the county haven't really uh, – their plans are pretty stagnant at this point. I'd say Morro Bay is another leading community that's doing a lot of good work around climate. You know, they've got these large projects. With the new Board of Supervisors, uh, climate action is, is, a co- is a conversation that's being had again. And so uh, they're likely to update the climate action plan. Um, in terms of the difference that it's making, um, you know, that's something that we're, we, we track with the data about the electricity we're using, the gas we're using, the miles we're driving, the number of electric vehicles. There's a lot of metrics to measure that. Uh, and, and, and 
th- these climate action plans, as they get updated, will provide us some insight in how we're doing, making progress. All right, Sherry, what else from you, please? Yeah, I mi- totally misunderstood my question. Ah, please. I'm not talking about behavior change for people and the usage. That's not my question. If we're going through all this trouble to do all this, yeah. I want to know, since the whole premise is, I'm assuming, we want to lower CO2 in the atmosphere. Yes. I want measurements of the atmosphere, measurements of CO2, and how all of these changes have reduced the actual mm. CO2. Yeah. Right. What do we know so far? Well, what we know so far is globally emissions continue to increase. So there's lots of actions that are being taken. There's we're on California. I will say, has uh, is meeting its obligations and it reduced uh, its emissions uh, based on, in 2020. Uh, the goal was to reduce emissions. Um, I'm losing it. Twenty twenty percent, I believe, forty percent by twenty twenty from yeah. the nineteen ninety baseline, and they were able to do that. Twenty percent, excuse me, from nineteen ninety baseline. They were uh, California. We've been able to do that in terms of the global emissions. There's it's still rising. But and in California, re- reduction of 20%. California is is doing its its job and it's on track. There's a lot of work to do globally. I mean, this is a major issue. Like that's. Uh, and Sherry, you're absolutely right. Like you, those are the right questions. How do we actually know that the changes we're making are making a difference globally? We, there's a lot of work ahead of us. All right, uh, Sherry, thanks for checking in. 805-543-8830 on the Stolberg Tatum text line. The average cost of a heat pump water heater uh, for 50 gallons is about $1,600. A 50-gallon natural gas tank is $700. Yeah. Like I said, there are... Uh, it's, it operates uh, more efficiently, and there's lots of rebates and incentives that that close that gap. And so you're not going to experience a, a increase in cost for the project because of the incentives that are going to cover that difference. Also on the Stolberg-Tatum line, the average house doesn't have the means to add electric heat pumps and EV charging stations. Not only are the average service panels and in-house wiring too small, so is the wiring coming in from PG&E. Very difficult and expensive to change to all electric. Yeah, so this is, I, you know, I, I've just turned off the gas meter to my house and have a, a very lived experience about what it takes to electrify. First thing I'll say, a lot can be done on a 100-amp panel. There's a lot of technologies that are, uh, don't require um, your expansion of a panel. The, the EV charger is, a, is, a, is one of those things, but there's ways to actually switch between your, your dryer and uh, your EV charger. So there's ways of solving it on 100 amps. Uh, Central Coast Community Energy, our uh, regional community choice pro- energy program, they, pr- they actually will pay you, I think, up a thousand, maybe two thousand dollars, to help uh, upgrade your electric panel and to do the wiring and to support the. Uh, so, how much does that leave me to pay? Uh, it, it covers a majority of the project. Okay. Yep. Uh, also on the Stolberg Tatum line, the average house doesn't have the means to add electric heat pumps. Oh no, I already yeah, read, read that. I'm sorry. Yep. Um, somebody on the Stolberg line thinks that you're a hero. <laughs> because you donated a kidney. Oh, here's the one I was looking for. Yeah. I apologize. How much does a heat pump cost compared to an electric or gas water heater? Yeah, it's uh, you're gonna in in so 
in actual dollars, like if you're paying it out of pocket, you're going to pay twice as much. However, there are, through Central Coast Community Energy, through the state of California's tech program, and through the Biden's infrastructure, uh, excuse me, Inflation Reduction Act, it's going to cover pretty much the entire project cost. Mm. All right, it's, hard. Let's get gonna, back. it's going to be less than you would pay for gas. Yeah, I want to get back to resilience slow, because yeah. it's great that you have all the young people involved, but what can other people do if they want to get and become part of this program and support you and help spread the message? What can we do? Love that. Well, well first of all, go to the platform resilientslow.org and create an account. That's the first thing. We have just started sending out monthly newsletters, and in, in each of those newsletters, anybody on the platform will be um, informed of, of whatever we've got going on that coming month with regards to taking these individual climate actions. So the one that just came out now had information about this, this um, home... What? Home energy. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Home energy (laughs) fair that the students are doing, as well as um, information about what's happening at our Slow Climate Coalition meeting, um, other partners of ours that have um, opportunities for events or webinars or workshops on things uh, climate action related. Um, So that's a great way to be informed on an ongoing basis of what we're doing here locally. Uh, we are in conversation with Eric Viem and Laura Albers from the San Luis Obispo Climate Coalition, getting out the word about what's happening with the climate. Eric, you mentioned the County Board of Supervisors, so talk about what you expect in terms of the new board majority. Yeah, you know, uh, in, in a recent meeting at the end of uh, January, the board um, took some actions uh, one of which is to investigate the county and unincorporated areas joining Central Coast Community Energy. Central Coast Community Energy provides lower rates than uh, the alternative, um, PG&E, and also uh, funding for programs for electric vehicles, for um, electrifying your home, and uh, and uh, and services to our communities, the, the jurisdictions, so that to help electrifying fleets and things like that. So a lot, it's it's a locally controlled energy provider um, that is making a uh, a big difference and and purchasing a lot of new and building a lot of new clean energy. And so uh, that's that's one of the big actions. And then the second is a, around this county itself getting serious about taking climate action and coming up with a plan, staffing up, uh, and and joining the rest of the Central Coast. Well, I'll read this one because I think this is the kind of argument you're going to hear a lot from a certain segment of the community. Sure. On the Stolberg-Tatum line, complete arrogance to believe you can control the climate when one volcanic eruption pollutes more than humans ever thought did. The climate is always in flux when the activists stop flying private jets and tear down their oceanfront mansions, they might gain some credibility. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I don't think I'm not in a position here to argue the climate science. I mean, that is uh, we're clear on the, the, the climate science. Um, from my, from our perspective at the Climate Coalition, the actions that we are advocating for make our community better. It saves people money, it makes people safer, it makes people more connected. And so regardless of whether people, um, where they land on the question of climate, the work that we're doing and the work that we're engaging people in doing makes their homes healthier, saves them money, and has them more connected to the community in good times and especially in bad times. Well, I'll come back and use me as an example. So if I use this new kind of water heater, 
what what impact will I have? What will I be doing to help the environment? Uh, you're going to reduce your your um, climate emissions from burning natural gas in your, uh, um, you know, in uh, to heat your water. And and California has an extremely clean grid uh, that on net is at the, and is continuing becoming much much cleaner as we go on. Uh, and so you're going to. From from the environmental perspective, reduce your emissions, but you're also going to be able to replace this old equipment that you'd have to replace anyways and have resources that are pretty much going to cover most of that cost. So it's a win-win. All right. um, 805-543-8830 or 800-549-5832. We're talking about the climate. We're talking about the San Luis Obispo Climate Coalition. We're talking about resilient slow. And um, we get the flashing light from Craig, and we talk to Greg on KVEC. Hi, Greg. Hello there. Hi. Hi, Greg. I was just ki- Hi there. Hey, I was just curious how you felt about the Diablo Canyon power plant, how what, that fits into your... What, what, your about, uh, what about it, Greg? Well, do you do you feel it's a necessary part of the energy mix? I see. Or would you rather see it go away? Uh, I mean, I, Greg, that's a, that's a great question, right? And all of us have had that conversation here, and in they're in, in currently having that conversation. Uh, the The future of Diablo Canyon is above my pay grade. I, w- I will say that. Um, but in terms of right now, it looks like we're on track for it to continue operating until twenty thirty. But do you support nuclear energy? Uh, that that's a conversation. We don't. The Climate Coalition doesn't take a position on really? nuclear energy. Really? No, we don't. Um, what what we do is advocate for solutions. Um, we advocate for the future oriented solutions, and so this is the. You know, but do you see nuclear energy in the mix? Um, Long term, Diablo Canyon is, and, and this again, this is not what my opinion. This is what the state's opinion is. Is the nuclear power plant isn't part of the future energy mix? Okay. Because of the need for flexibility with renewable energy, because of the. Um, Cost of uh, the the low cost of storage and and renewable energy that it just doesn't make sense economically. I think that's really the bottom line for the state. Greg, thank you very much. All right, that's it. Yep, that's it. All right, you're easy. All right, we'll come back for a final segment with my guest. We're live. We're local. This is Hometown Radio. After news at the top there, we'll be joined by the folks from Race Matters Slow and Diversity Coalition of Slow County. I'm Dave Congleton. Back on the phones we go. Jay's in San Luis. Hey, Jay. Hey, how you doing? Good, Jay. What's up? Well, uh, I got a couple things. Uh, I listen to a lot of this stuff uh, over and over. I'm just curious, do these people make a living doing this? Are they being paid by this organization? Yeah, Jay. Hi. So. Yeah, g- great question. So, great uh, question. Slow Climate, Climate Coalition is a predominantly volunteer run. I'm I'm a volunteer uh, uh, board member and co executive director. Um, we are growing and uh, professionalizing the organization, and that looks like us finding ways to pay uh, people because that's going to grow our ability to make an impact. The resilient slow program, which is our flagship, we're really lucky through the College Core um, Fellows Program to be able to fund 
this uh, the program manager and to actually support the students with a stipend. But we're we're not like we're not making uh, making a living. Uh, so, you're not, uh, so you're you're just volunteers. There's no grants involved, right? Oh, I mean, we are. We're actively pursuing grants. We're open to sponsorships and support. Yeah, yeah. They, they make radio money, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> what else? Okay, well, uh, I I just uh, as a child of the gold medallion homes in the late 1960s. Are you familiar with those? Yes. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. All electric. Yep. I grew up as a child freezing to death because we couldn't afford to heat our home. Yeah. But my friends had gas in their homes, and they could afford it. Yes. Because what nobody talks about is when you convert from gas to electric, and everything's electric, then you go up to a higher level of pay per kilowatt hour. What do you got now, Jay? You put your your car on there, and you put your heater on there, and your water heater on there, and your stove on there, and you're paying more per kilowatt hour because you go up to a higher usage level. Yeah. Jay, what do you got in your house now, Jay? Are you gas or electric? I have, I have no heat. I have no heat in my house. All right, oh. so you're still in the gold medallion house. Well, right. let me say a couple of things. That's right. For, for, for all the folks <laughs> in this you. community who are paying their gas bills these last few months, I know that bef- I w- I'm paying three and four times, like hundreds of dollars more now because the price of, ga- of natural gas well, is natural so Natural gas high. is way up. Way up. I'll tell you this. The gold medallions, that was 1950s technology. That was not- We're talking about 2020s technology. The heat pumps are 300 to 500% more efficient than the gas or right, the old electric. Talk- but you're talking about... Uh- you can get grants or whatever. You can get reimbursement to put them in. Yes. But who's paying for that? I'm paying for that with my tax dollars. Somebody's paying for it. That money's coming from somewhere. Jay, I want you to know these programs are available, and I and whether we like it or not, and I want you to be able to take advantage of them to for your benefit. I don't want to take advantage. I don't. Everybody else is taking advantage of me paying the tax dollars for them to use it. Well, I That's want, my point. I want Jay to have heat. I want Jay to have heat, too. All right, Jay, thanks for checking in. On the Solberg Tatum text line, hey, Dave, you will not be using natural gas to heat your water. However, the electricity to do it will run will burn natural gas. By the way, the vast majority of PG&E carbon-free portfolio is Diablo Canyon, about 75% of it. Uh, yeah, I think, well, it's... Diablo Canyon provides about, um, I think it's about 7%, 8% of the statewide um, uh, carbon-free power. Um, yes, we still burn a lot of natural gas, and it's still cleaner to uh, to heat your water through our electric grid, and it's going to continue to become more and more very quickly. On the Stolberg line, Stolberg Tatum line, is it okay to ruin Mother Ocean and kill whales for wind power? Wow. Uh, I'm I'm with you on that. We need to be able to make sure that we have very thoughtful, mitigated uh, designs for our wind power systems, and uh, and so that's going to take a lot of research and and thoughtful planning. So I'm with you on that, Uh, Laura. I promised you a chance to highlight resilience slow in terms of the young people. Yeah. Thanks, Dave. We're out there building new things every day, and this is taking the students' lived perspectives to help do that. So a large percentage of these College Corps fellows um, come from low-income and underserved communities themselves. 
And here locally, those are the very homes that we're trying to reach to. Uh, we want to make sure that everybody knows about the services available to them, um, the the rebates, the incentives, and whatnot. So we have we we understand that that traditionally the effects, the negative effects of climate change, disproportionately affect our low income and underserved and um, minority communities. So. We're there to serve them, and these students are doing a fantastic job coming up with ideas of how is it that we can reach the communities. We have a lot of Spanish monolingual homes in our county, and our students are bicultural and, and bilingual, and they are creating presentations to those very communities that they can deliver in Spanish and with the influence of their own lived experience, which is similar to that. So they're out there doing all sorts of stuff. I would love it if anybody you know, has a community that thinks, you know, hey, I would love it to hear more about this directly. Yes, go to our website. Yes, yes, What's do the website? portfolio. What's that website? But then go to slowclimatecoalition.org and contact me for custom-built presentations to these very communities. We've got the resources to do it, and the kids are excited to get out there. All right, Eric, we're at the one-minute mark. Remind folks, please, about tonight. Yes, just want to invite folks out to our monthly climate action gathering from 6 to 8 at the Ludwig Center. It's uh, There's child care. There's a virtual option. Go to slowclimatecoalition.org to join us virtually. Uh, there'll be uh, refreshments, and it's, it's going to be a great way to connect with people, to hear what's going on, and to five, find ways to plug yourself in. Uh, anything you want to say in closing, Laura? I hope to see you out at Bliss Cafe on Saturday the 25th. Get on that website. Find one thing, one thing you can do today. Eric, i got about 30 seconds. Anything you want to say in closing? Well, I, you know, Dave, I just always appreciate you creating space for us to share the good work that's happening. I'm I'm forever impressed by the the expertise the commitment of the volunteers of the slow climate coalition and all the people that uh, great people in our community that we get to support all right folks thank you keep up the good work and we're going to talk about a heater for me water heater and maybe we get need to get one for jay <laughs> see what we can help him out Jay, we'll help you out all right uh we're going to go to news and traffic we're going to give you a chance to win tickets to see chicago at vienna robles and we're going to visit with the fine folks from race matters slow and diversity coalition of slow county we're live we're local this is hometown radio The 920 KBEC Podcast Network is presented by the Slow County Real Estate Podcast with House Swayze. Up-to-date information on the local real estate market on your time. New episodes weekly at the podcast link at 920kvec.com and wherever you get your podcasts. California DRE 01111911.